The Zeval Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week two of the Scorching Six Picks, recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California after another Thursday night football game. The Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings at home 34-28. to They hung on. They were in comfortable position up 27-7, to and then the game got a little interesting. Then they put it away with a touchdown, and they survived uh, by six points. Joining me to discuss week two slate and the Thursday night game once again, Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Zebo? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. It was an exciting week one slate. Uh, so let's discuss the Thursday night game uh, that we watched between the Eagles and the Vikings. So the Eagles uh, kind of hold on for another win. They go to 2-0. and Vikings go to 0-2. Uh, the Eagles have allowed a lot of air yards through the air from opposing quarterbacks. Mac Jones threw for 316. Kirk Cousins today threw for 364. Any uh, reason for them to have some concern uh, moving forward? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't played that great either. He's not, he had that one deep pass to Devontae Smith for a touchdown today, and that's about it. He's not looking that good. I mean, and he's, he's just been average. DeAndre Swift was the one carrying the load today, and I mean, both teams had errors, the Patriots and the Vikings, and to let a team come back who has four turnovers and even make it a game is embarrassing to your offense. Yeah, for sure. I think the Eagles uh, on the lines, uh, defensive line, offensive line, they're really good. I mean, obviously, on their offensive line, they're Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, and on their defensive line, they got a lot of great, excellent pass rushers. Son Reddick, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter. So a lot of bodies that they can throw out there. But it seems like they can really be get beat uh, through the air uh, and with their secondary. like And these kind of like uh, average quarterback in Mac Jones and an above average quarterback in Kirk Cousins uh, really lighting them up there. So... Uh, Let's see how they kind of shore up that concern uh, moving forward. But I think they'll they'll still be able to be a good team for sure uh, and contend just because their running game is so good. And I, I think they're going to be able to control the clock just because of how good their running game is with Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift and the other running backs that they have there. So I think – and then their offensive line is rock solid, really good, like I said. So it, it should be uh, – fun to see them but they do definitely have holes and teams are going to be able to exploit that through the air but on the other side for the vikings uh 13 and 4 uh obviously they lost in the playoffs and now they start off this season 0 and 2 uh what do you see for them moving forward has this are they completely out of the division race now what do you think i mean i wouldn't say completely i know it's just two games everyone says that the first two games do matter and they're crucial. The teams that go into are like thirty percent chance, twenty or thirty percent chance to make the playoffs. But that division's always open. I mean, 
obviously we saw the Lions win, the Packers win, then Bears lose, but I wouldn't say completely out. Okay, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, uh, defensively, they looked a little better today. Uh, obviously, it was Brian Flores there, but I think they still got a lot of work to do there. And then offensively, they just you can't have that many turnovers, like you said. I mean, four fumbles and expect to win a game, especially against a good team like the Eagles. So they definitely got to clean that up as well because they have a lot of talent offensively. And if they just kind of play a clean game, I think they should – definitely have a shot to uh, win some of these games at the end so we'll see what what happens with them uh, moving forward but nonetheless let's get into the week two scorching six slate last week week one for the second time ever I went a perfect six and oh yeah, and then if you include the bonus pick I went seven and oh but for record-keeping purposes I'm not going to include the bonus no, pick. I think we should no I so but I did go seven and oh so that's pretty crazy a uh, great way to start off the 2023 season. Uh, yeah. Let's hope I can have uh, that that good of a, of a record a moving forward. You were you were you were in a state. Uh, I I did not put I did not do any uh, a wagering. I'll I'll say that, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I I guess pick wise I I did really good. So let's see if I can keep that trend moving forward into week two. Let's start with game. Number one, we got Cincinnati at home. They are 0-1, hosting the Baltimore Ravens, who are 1-0, coming off a victory versus the Texans. Bengals giving three points in this one. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a good game. We got the Ravens coming off a 25-9 win versus the Texans. You know, obviously the big news for the Ravens is J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles. He's done for the season. Not good news there. I mean, this guy's just... Pretty much fragile glass. I mean, he comes in and he, he gets hurt every year. And then the Bengals coming off a 24-3 loss to the Browns. The offense, their offense was completely quiet. Joe Burrow only had 82 yards. The defense was awful. Ravens' offense was okay, too. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't look that good. And he had 169 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Also sacked four times. Everyone is going to roll with the Ravens there. And I'm going to do the exact opposite. Bet the house on it. Bet your paycheck on it. Uh, I'm taking Ravens minus, excuse me, Bengals minus three and a half. Bet your paycheck on it. The easiest money you're going to make. Bet your paycheck on it. It takes, it takes the phrase, spent the check on a weekend to another level, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to agree with you, Rebound, here. I, I like Cincinnati to bounce back from their uh, disappointing Week 1 performance. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, that's kind of the worst I've ever seen him play. And like I said last week, they just the Browns just present us uh, a difficult matchup for Cincinnati for some reason. I think they've lost, what, 9 of their last 11 to them now, I think, or 10 of the last 12, something like that. But nonetheless, I think they fare better against the Ravens, especially the last... Uh, Three seasons when since Joe Burrow has been there, and I think it's uh, they're gonna have a, a much better outing at home at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh, I think uh, Jamar Chase is gonna have a big game, and just for the Ravens, uh, like you said, J.K. Dobbins sucks for him. It's got to be frustrating. He just came back from injury, and now he's out for the season again. So it's uh, 
prayers up to him. Hopefully, he makes a full recovery and uh, gets back on track. But uh, going back to the game, I'm going to agree with you. We bounced swallowed the three points for the Bengals at home. Got them winning this one 30-23 and getting their first win of the season. Game number two, we got Detroit at home, 1-0, coming off the opening night, Thursday night victory versus the defending champion Chiefs. Uh, they'll have about nine days of rest coming into this game, their home opener at home, Ford Field. They're going to be hosting the Seattle Seahawks, who are 0-1, and dropped a home game, surprisingly, to the divisional rival, the Rams, 30-13, got dominated pretty much. All sides of the ball, and in the second half, I think they only picked up one first down. So it should be interesting to see how they bounce back. In this one, rebound, Detroit is laying four and a half at home. What do you think? Yeah, an another easy one here. Obviously, we had the Lions come off a 21-20 victory versus the Chiefs on opening night. Big win for the Lions and big momentum going into the season as everyone's been hyping them up and... Obviously, I just don't know what happened to the Seahawks. They fell down early and then uh, just didn't go their way. But I think Seattle's going to bounce back. And I think they cover her. I think Geno Smith is going to have a big game. Uh, Jared Goff didn't play that well. I mean, I think the offenses are equivalent. And same with defense. And I think Seattle's going to I think Seattle's gonna cover and win straight out. Okay. All right, yeah, I mean, this should be a fun one. I think uh, the Lions won't be as good defensively, I think, in this one, surprisingly to say, but uh, as they were versus Kansas City, Kansas City only scored 20 points. I think the Seahawks, like I agree with you, will definitely bounce back. They'll uh, kind of rely more on the run game, and then uh, they'll try to get – I don't think Geno Smith can play as bad as he did, as he did last week. I think he'll, he'll have a bounce-back week. And get his receivers, Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf involved. Uh, Detroit side, uh, we know they have a good offense. I think Goff is going to play good. Montgomery, uh, Amon Ra. Uh, so I think I expect a lot of points in this game. Uh, I'm going to say close win for Detroit, but I'm going to agree with you on the spread. I like the, the Road Dog and the Seahawks getting four and a half to cover, but I like Detroit to win close. I'll say 31 28 Detroit. And. They, they moved to 2-0. and All right, game number three. We got Tennessee at home, 0-1. They dropped a close game on the road to New Orleans, 16-15. They are hosting the 0-1 Los Angeles Chargers, who dropped a close game as well. But they were at home versus the, the Dolphins. They lost 36-34. Uh, Chargers are favored by three points. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, I don't know which which route to go. I mean, Tennessee had the easier matchup. I mean, Chargers were technically at home, but they really weren't. I mean, it's a it's a Dolphins home game. It's so sad they tried to make it look like a Chargers home game that they had to put AI bots in the crowd uh, because Charger fans are the worst fan base, and there's really no Charger fans that exist. Are they going to do that for Rams games too? Yeah, they might have to. I mean, at this point. Anyways, getting back to the football standpoint, I mean, the teams are almost equivalent. I mean, you got Derrick Henry on one side. You got Austin Eckler, who might not play, did not practice today. 
Yeah. Uh, and so he hasn't that, practiced for two straight days. I yeah, think, right? I have him on my fantasy team, so I know. And then you got, uh, I'll give the quarterback edge, definitely goes to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Receivers is pretty equivalent. You got Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins versus Mike Williams, Kane Allen, and Quentin Johnson. And tight end, uh, I don't know who to give the tight end edge to. I mean, pretty even. And then it comes to the defense. The Chargers' defense clearly sucks. And I'm going to roll with the Titans here. I think they cover and win, too. Another dog I'm taking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting line at minus three for the Chargers. Uh, I know, I mean, uh, I've always been on record saying how much I like uh, Mike Rabel as a coach and uh, the toughness that he instills in his teams. So <laughs> just because of that, I think, uh, uh, like I said last week when the char- in the Chargers matchup, ma- a major coaching mismatch, uh, that – is going to play itself out again, I think. Uh, another major co- coaching mismatch for the Titans in this one with Mike Rabel over Brandon Staley. And I'm going to have to agree with you again for the third straight game rebound. Uh, take the, the home dog, the Titans, and I think they'll win outright as well. I'm going to say a close one, uh, 24-23 Titans. And uh, they'll get their first win of the season and uh, cover this three-point spread. All right, uh, moving into game number four, still in the early afternoon window. We got Jacksonville at home, 1-0. They beat the Colts last week in their uh, opening game. Taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, like we mentioned, dropped the Thursday night home opener or opening night game versus the Lions at home without uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Chris Jones is back in the picture now, signed a one-year deal. Travis Kelsey, uh, by all accounts, looks like he's going to play in this one. And because of that, uh, they have the Chiefs giving three and a half in this one. What do you think? You know, this game is really tricky. Obviously, we got the Jaguars coming off a game where they barely won. Uh, they won, but and they covered, but uh, they, the Colts gave them a hard time. And, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I was very disappointed in the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence played well. You obviously saw Calvin really play well. Uh, you got to get Christian Kirk more involved. And uh, I think the defense needs to step up. But at the same time, the Chiefs lost. And everyone going into this game is thinking, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to go into this is an easy one. You know, I really don't know. But that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Like, Chiefs can't go into this. Is that what, that's what the public is thinking, but I, if Kelsey plays, that's a big deal. Jones is obviously back. Kelsey's still questionable. They need Kelsey to play to win this game, but I got to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the public here, and I'm going to roll with the Chiefs minus three and a half. All right, yeah. I mean, you'd imagine the Chiefs are not going to score only 20 points again, so... Whether they have Kelsey or not, I mean, uh, I just think a lot of kind of drop balls by their receivers last week uh, that Mahomes threw, especially by Kadarius Toney. I think their offense uh, is going to be more robust uh, this week in uh, Jacksonville at Everbank Stadium. I think they're going to put up at least 28 points. So I, I got to roll with the Chiefs as well. Agree with you again, rebound. So I'll swallow the three and a half points with the uh, road team, the Chiefs. Uh, I'll say they're going to win this one, I'll say 31-20, and get their first win of the season. 
All right, game number five. It's a Sunday night game in prime time from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. We got the New England Patriots at home, 0-1. They lost a close one last week to Philly at home. They're hosting the Dolphins, who are 1-0. They won a close game on the road last week. SoFi Stadium versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Tua Tungo-Vailoa had an amazing game, 466 yards, three touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill, 215 yards, two touchdowns uh, receiving. So uh, high-power offense versus a uh, good defense in this one in the Patriots. The road team in this one, the Dolphins, are laying three points rebound. What do you think? Yeah, obviously close win, and Tua went off, as you said, along with Tyreek. That was a shootout that kept going back and forth. The Pats coming off a 25-20 loss to the Eagles. Offense played pretty solid if you look at the stats on the, the Patriots side. Mac Jones had 316 yards, three touchdowns along with one interception. The run game was dead because of being behind. They were down 16-0 at one point and, and came back, only lost 25-20. They really should have won that game. And uh, Pat's defense is underrated. This is in Foxborough, which is, this is an actual road game. It's no it's no Chargers home crowd, and I think everyone is going to go with the Dolphins. Tua went off. He's like the co-favorite or the second favorite for the MVP now, but I'm going to roll with the Pats there. I think the Pats cover and win. MVP conversations don't mean shit in September. <laughs> Sorry to say that. But, okay, so you're going with the Pats, getting three and a win outright. Uh, this is the first one we're going to disagree on rebound. Uh in Game 5 of the Week 2 slate, uh, I like the Dolphins to keep on rolling. we got a, obviously, old-school, new-school matchup on the, on the coaching side with Mike McDaniel versus Bill Belichick. Uh, Belichick is obviously going to try to slow down the game uh, with his defense. Uh, uh, Kyle Duggar is an absolute stud for them defensively, and uh, they have uh, good guys up front. But I think the motion with uh, Miami's offense, the speed they have there, with their running backs, receivers, and um, Mike McDaniel's scheme, I think is going to win out in this game. So I'm going to go the other way, uh, take the road favorite, a swallow the three points with the road team, the Dolphins. Uh, I think they're going to win this one 27-21 and move to 2-0 and in the season. All right, last game of the Week 2 slates, the Monday night game in prime time from Akershire Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Steelers 0-1 got a blown out last week versus the, the 49ers at home, 30-7. Hosting the 1-0 Cleveland Browns, who we uh, mentioned, blew out uh, the Cincinnati Bengals 24-3 at home last week in week one. This one, the Browns on the road in Pittsburgh, laying two and a half. When's the last time the Browns were favored in Pittsburgh, Rebound? Yeah, I don't know what, what do you to think? say about this one. I mean... Obviously, the Browns beat the Bengals, and the Steelers just got blown out. You saw it with your own eyes there. And I don't know what to say about this game. I've been pretty high on Kenny Pickett, obviously. Deontay Johnson going out is big for them, so Allen Robinson's going to have to step up. Najee Harris really is going to have to step up. They need to feed him more and give him the ball more. And that, I think that's going to be a key to the game, Najee Harris. And I don't know to go which way. I mean, you obviously, you got Deshaun Watson. Nick Chubb is a stud, and he's doing well. And then you got 
Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Elijah Moore. But I'm going to go with the road, road favorite here, and I'm going to go with the Browns. Minus two and a half. It's corn flip. Okay, so what, what do you make of the Steelers? Obviously, I was in person, uh, like I mentioned, uh, for week one, Steelers versus 49ers. Uh, 49ers just dominated in every uh, aspect of that game. Uh, what do you think is kind of to make of the Steelers? Uh, they At one point in the first half, I think total yards was 199 to one. The Steelers uh, didn't get a first down until I think a minute and a half left in the second quarter. Uh, and is it is that kind of the true Pittsburgh, or is it just a matter of they went up against a really good uh, 49ers uh, defensive front and defensive team and uh, talented 49ers team, or is what, what do you kind of make of them moving forward? Because uh, a lot of people were very high on them going into the season with an over-under at 8.5. What do you think? I think it was just a very talented 49ers team, offensive and de- offensively and defensively. I think... 49ers are the most talented team in the league, and that's what it was. And everyone, a lot of people were talking shit about Brock Purdy, and he came out and looked like a veteran quarterback. And, I mean, that's still no excuse to not only put up seven points at the end of the day. But, I don't know, they could win this game. I wouldn't be surprised. I picked the over on them originally, but it's not, it's not looking like it now, but... We'll have only one game, but we'll have to see on this game. It'll be a good game. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I, I want Pittsburgh to win. I think Mike Tomlin will make adjustments, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I can't imagine the Steelers coming out flat for two straight games at home. And especially this one, uh, prime time on Monday night. I, I believe the last 20 home games they've had on Monday Night Football, they've won in a row. So that means Mike Tomlin has never lost. Uh, Monday night home game as the coach, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then uh, just like last week when I mentioned the Browns are a bad matchup for the Bengals, I think the Steelers uh, kind of pose that matchup with the Browns. And I, I just see them coming out uh, with a more inspired uh, effort, a lot more energy in this one than they did last week against the 49ers. So I'm going to disagree as well with you on, on this one rebound. So uh, I'm going to so take much. the home dog. The Steelers getting two and a half, uh, have them win outright as well, get their first win of the season, move to one and one. I'm going to say they win this one uh, 21-17 and get on uh, the winning track. Alrighty, so that will wrap it up for week two, Scorching Six Picks. Rebound, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, everyone. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the week two matchups this weekend in the NFL, and we'll see you guys next week for week three, Scorching Six.